Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Right. It should be one fandom under BL. Oh, <laughs> one nation. It sounded like you were one nation like, under one God. nation under Indivisible. God. <laughs> I'm triggered all of a sudden. I have to stand up. We are. Hi guys, welcome to Lovecast Boys Love Podcast. I'm your host Pixie, and with me are my co-hosts Alexa and Kayla. Hello. Hey. Yay! We are yeah. finally doing just us episode. We haven't done one in a while, so this is awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. It's it's literally been like a month at least, Almost if not like a month and a half. Yeah, something like that. Mm. So, Crazy. just been doing interviews and then short little breaky break Breaks. in there. Yeah. Yep. So, today we are doing a BL 101 about fandom wars, which is always interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so, even if you know how fandom wars work, stay tuned. We have like a lot to say about it. <laughs> And some tea Kayla reassured us about. (laughs) Before we go into that, we just wanted to talk about our exciting news. If you didn't watch our live a couple of weeks ago, we announced that we are fundraising for a trip to Thailand. Yay. Yay. The whole team is going, us three and Heather, and we will be doing interviews, hopefully like get some people with us on trips around Bangkok and vlogging and content, fun stuff, games. We got a lot of fun ideas from viewers during our live. Mm-hmm. So yeah, mm-hmm. we have a lot of, we have a lot of fun stuff up our sleeve that we want to try and execute if you want to get like more details about our thoughts around it you can go watch our live on youtube it's still up so go watch we've already we have a kickstarter to help raise the money for it we since funding such a trip is expensive (laughs) especially we're coming from three different 
parts of the world. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, and we have a Kickstarter. So, if you want to check that out, the links will be in the description. And we have a lot of fun benefits. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, I think our whole thing is like, if we're going to do this trip, we want to make sure our audience is part of every aspect of it. So a lot of the rewards are tied into aspects of the trip, like helping plan interviews or exclusive Polaroids and things like that. And also there's stuff that's just tied to the podcast in general. Like you could host mm -hmm. an episode with us if you donated at that specific tier. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think we really want to just like make sure if we make this trip happen that you guys are a part of every single aspect and that we're doing things that you guys want to see us do and like not just doing it for our own. Of course, it's all part of our own interests, but like we also want to make sure we're putting stuff out there that the people that made the trip happen are going to be happy to see. So I think that's just like our whole motivator going through it. Yeah. And I mean, the whole two weeks is just going to be like podcast. Like, yeah. we're not going to go to a beach yeah. and lie there for <laughs> We're not. <laughs> yeah, so. it's like a content creating trip. It's not going to be like yeah. a vacation. I mean, we'll still yeah. be in like a really cool country, like doing stuff for the podcast that we really enjoy doing. But like, yeah, we're not going to be like chilling on the beach, tanning or, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And I yeah. mean, people will probably find it interesting to see us dying from heat stroke. <laughs> <laughs> you mean yourself <laughs> I think you're the least your Norwegian blood is probably the least suited mm, for true. Thai summer pale skin Thai weather <laughs> yeah no, we need to uh, we need to carry around an umbrella for pixie because it's yeah gonna be... I mean I've been like super confident about being able to deal with the heat but at the same time, I'm the person in summer here that can't be out in the sun too long because I get, like, physically ill <laughs> from it. Mm. We're gonna be, we're gonna be babysitting Pixie the whole time to make sure between the heat and the spicy food, <laughs> the trip is yeah. gonna be to oh, keep, God. <laughs> goal is keep Pixie out of the hospital during this trip. <laughs> I thought you were gonna yeah. say keep Pixie alive, which that is too. a step further. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, this is good. Yeah, it's going to be interesting, <laughs> to say the least. But I think it's going to be Yeah, fun. We have a lot of uh, good plans, and we do have, like, some confirmed stuff that we want to do, like meeting Jamie, who wrote Hot Bammy. That's going to be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So check out our Kickstarter in the link yes. below if you want to. thank you to everyone who's already yes. donated. We are already at Sixteen percent covered, and that's just about amazing. a week. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. a little under. Well, just under a week since we launched it, so <laughs> it's a good number, and we got to keep the steam going. So yes. hopefully, and we will we be can. doing yes. more lives on YouTube coming up, and a, like a fundraising stream as well for a couple of hours. The date will be announced on social media when we get there, and we like do lives when we can on Instagram or. TikTok or whatever so make sure to like follow our social media so you don't miss out yes mm -hmm. awesome yes okay so back to fandom wars so <laughs> we had some issues trying to find like a definition of what actually like a fandom war is like an official definition 
Um, I think we all like know what it means. <laughs> Most of yeah. us who's been on social media, <laughs> who's yeah. in fandom, but <laughs> I feel like we've all probably witnessed at least one. But then I remember, like, there are people who watch and li- or listen to the podcast that like aren't on social media otherwise like a lot of people who aren't on twitter or instagram and that kind of stuff which i feel like at least in this modern age is where the majority of fandom wars are going down so Mm -hmm. a lot of people might not be familiar with a lot of the bl fandom drama and fandom wars that have happened over the years so so one explanation is two long-running shows or two star actors-inspired dueling fandoms. Fans of one are expected to become fan-haters of the other and vice versa. The contrasting merits of both will rarely be acknowledged. And another one is just ship war an intense and sometimes hostile disagreement between shippers of rival ships in the fandom. Yeah. So basically, if you're a fan of something and someone else is a fan of something else and you argue. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. A lot of times it's stuff that there's just like this unspoken rivalry of. Like when I found the definition for fandom wars, which the site was like, TV Tropes, I think, was the site it was on. But there was, like, a bunch of examples of different historical fandom wars, mainly from, like, Western media. But, like, a lot of them were, like, shows that are similar in nature. So I think that's, like, especially if they're airing at the same time, historically, Mm -hmm. like, I think one of the big ones was, like, Lost versus Heroes. So, like, shows that have, like, a very similar, like... I guess, like, supernatural element to them, and they were airing at the same time, and, like, they had a similar level of popularity. And But, yeah. like, the one fandom wanted theirs to be the more popular show. So mm-hmm. I think historically a lot of it comes mm-hmm. from, like, that kind of beef between the shows. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I remember when I was younger, there was, like, these wars between who, like, people who liked NSYNC, and people who like yeah. uh, what's the other yeah. one? Backstreet Boys. Westlife? Oh, Backstreet, oh, Backstreet Boys. Yeah. Backstreet Boys. And Westlife. Westlife was one too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was a mess. Like, no one could like everything. Like, it was just like, you yeah. like one? <laughs> yeah, you couldn't be fans of both. No. <laughs> you couldn't get away with being, at least not publicly. Yeah, like, you had to, like, align with one publicly and be like, this mm-hmm. is my... This is my group and I'm sticking with it type thing. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so fandom wars have existed long before the internet, basically. Yeah. But mm-hmm. now that we have the internet, it's getting louder. And especially like places like Twitter is general. If you are on the wrong side of Twitter, it's a full out war. Like, <laughs> I do not understand how people can manage so much negativity in their life. (laughs) Mm, Me neither. Yeah. Yeah, I I think with Twitter, Twitter culture is like this this whole thing of its own that really just like encourages people being really, I don't know, hostile, I guess is maybe the word Mm. I'm looking for. Being very edgy with the way they reply to people, especially if they don't 
agree with someone and like people do say some really like fucked up shit on there like there's a lot of like shitty people on twitter but a lot of the times it's just like an innocent person saying an innocent thing and like if it if twitter gets a hold of it and it goes viral if you're scrolling through those comments like you just see some of the like most out of pocket and unnecessary responses ever and that's just like twitter in general so you bring like fandom territory territorial energy i guess that already kind of exists Mm -hmm. within fandoms and then put that on twitter and it Mm -hmm. just like gets exacerbated so much more yeah i mean the worst part of fandom wars that i see is just like someone is just hyping up whoever they like and then get bombarded with hate for Mm -hmm. being like just they're not saying anything bad about anyone else um, they're not saying something negative about anyone else but then it's like oh x and x did it better or yeah x and x is whatever you know type thing mm-hmm. yeah yeah mm. it's it's kind of surprising like i've been an army for a couple of years and i remember back in the day when i was on twitter army i remember seeing like there was a time where they were posting like army was posting a lot of like bts paved way kind of thing and yeah. every time that comment i think every k-pop up, stan has seen those tweets K-pop stan mm-hmm. came under there and just like yeah no like pink paved the way or whatever paved the way and i'm just like that wasn't the point let them have fun you can write <laughs> on your twitter they write on their twitter don't like why fight <laughs> yeah 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 army Twitter and K-pop Twitter is like K-pop that's, Twitter. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that's like the ultimate like beef is like mm-hmm. K-pop Twitter in general. I feel like yeah. it's just like I the mean, peak example of online internet beef. Yeah. The problem with Twitter is that it's so easy to just write whatever you're thinking the second you're thinking it. Mm-hmm. So it's very very reactionary. So well it should like have like a timer it should like you should write the tweet and it should come up like okay we'll post in five minutes (laughs) (laughs) you still want to tweet this (laughs) Mm, that's yeah great fix elon are you listening this would actually help (laughs) he's not he's He's not he's he's making everything worse yeah he's not listening Yeah, that especially is crazy to me because I'm one of those people who have to reread and overthink Mm -hmm. every single word that I put Mm -hmm. out. So I can't imagine being like so extremely reactionary that the second I think of something, I'm posting it publicly for like thousands of people to see. Like, mm, it's crazy. Yeah, I'm very reactionary, but I'm aware of it. I might slip up at times, but still. (laughs) I generally know that I should not write something this second I think about it. So I tend to wait yeah, and tend yeah. to check in with people. I might be like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, learned. sometimes, yeah, sometimes things just make you angry. And I feel like it's okay yeah. to have an emotional yeah. reaction mm-hmm. to stuff. Yeah. I mean, whatever you're reacting in the safe comfort of your own home or with your friends or whatever is fine. But you're putting something publicly on Twitter is like shouting it out to the world. (laughs) Yeah, it's scary. And especially when the people you are sort of 
if you're in a fandom and like if it's a k-pop group or if it's like actors in the bl fandom they can see what you're writing like they can mm. actually see it more times than not they are actually gonna see it so yeah. don't write like they don't see it yeah i think you know like if anything we've learned that like having a private space is fine like i know a lot mm. of people oh now they have There's like twitter circles yeah. or they have a private twitter where they'll just go yeah. and put all their beef out on yeah. but like just because you don't like at someone in something doesn't mean they're not mm. going to see it especially with the yeah. way twitter works like mm. yeah. they will show it on everyone's feed of the person who likes that person and yeah. then you're like then you're in for it so yeah i think there is just like an element of like just the way Twitter is set up is, mm -hmm. like, designed to show things that way. Like, I get so many, like, recommended tweets for things and people that have values that completely don't align with mine. No matter how many times I click, I'm not interested in this. Like, it's just mm -hmm. the way the algorithms work because they yeah. know creating that kind of beef, like, making mm -hmm. posts go viral like that and type thing is, like, it's generating stuff for the site. Yeah. So, you know... I mean, when I had my army Twitter account, I got to a point, like, I curated my timeline very mm -hmm. well. Like, whenever there was, like, a big, like, anyone said anything negative, I just blocked. Mm -hmm. so I had a long mm -hmm. blocking list. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but, like, the people I followed and interacted with, I would only do that with people who didn't start, like, unnecessary shit. Yeah, And even if they were just commentating on unnecessary stuff happening, like fandom wars happening around them and what they thought about that, I just like, no, I don't even want to know what people are arguing about. Mm -hmm. It is yeah. really not worth it. <clears throat> I think the block and mute buttons on websites are like mm -hmm. your greatest asset if you want to stay out of... Like, I've had to block people I was like mutuals with or whatever. And like, yeah, there was mm -hmm. a point when I was like earlier i've been in fandom for for a long time and so like i used to feel like really bad about it you know i'd be like well i've been mutuals with this person on tumblr or whatever for like five years now but like mm -hmm. they start saying stuff that i just like really can't agree with and so like mm -hmm. i eventually had to get to the point where i'm like i don't like this so i'm gonna mm -hmm. have to block you or at least unfollow you and now i'm just like the second someone like says something that feels a little bit iffy to me i'm just like I don't need that energy. Like, I think you just have to not be afraid to curate an energy that makes the space enjoyable for you. And like, like you said, like, don't be afraid to be picky about who you follow. Like, I think there's a lot of weird, like, discourse, not discourse isn't the right word, but like, applying for mutuals and like that kind of stuff. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know. I think mm -hmm. you just have to like, not be afraid to curate your timeline the way you want to and not feel obligated to follow people back just because they followed you and like that kind of stuff is like how you set up a timeline that works for you yeah i just think people should realize that being in a fandom doesn't mean you need to be a part of all that negative stuff happening mm -hmm. you don't need to <laughs> jump the bandwagon if someone said something or the actor said something or did something or there's rumors or that person like you don't need to join in on that to be in the fandom it's mm -hmm. it's the loud part of the fandom that's doing that it's not the whole fandom yeah. so just like curate your timelines just 
stick to the people who actually bring the energy that you want. Because a fandom is about having fun together and, and liking something and just like enjoying yourself. Yeah. You're like in a fandom because you're all fans of a specific project or actor and you want to enjoy that project together. So like if you're spending your time always worrying about like what other fandoms are doing or talking about, then like it kind of gets you away from the root of why you joined that particular fandom in the first place. Yeah, and it doesn't help whoever you're a fan of if you're arguing online. Like being like, what do they call it? Like a keyboard warrior isn't helping whoever you're a fan of. It's just making the situation worse. So, so what do they usually stem from? I don't know. I think like, go ahead, Kayla. I think jealousy, because I mean, some of the examples we'll get into later, a lot of it, I think stems from like seeing a part of a fandom that you like not getting as much like attention mm -hmm. or acclaim mm -hmm. than like another fandom or just even a different part of the same fandom you're in. Yeah, and so absolutely. you're kind of like, well, why is this thing that I like or this person that I like, why aren't they as popular or getting as many opportunities as like mm -hmm. this other person? So it kind of like all the jealousy just turns into like, wrongly directed anger i guess yeah mm -hmm. yeah i agree yeah i just every time i keep going back to like my army days when there were like arguments like someone said okay in that song Jin didn't get as many lines as one of the other boys in the song and he's not getting enough support blah 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 not thinking about like a song is an artistic thing like having the same lines will put off the whole song mm. for the like it's not very well thought through uh, argument but it does like i think comes from jealousy like they see the other members being more popular than the members they think is popular and it's we have like this inherent thing in us that we we can't see someone else liking something that it's not the same thing we like right if you see yeah. someone say that they didn't enjoy that show, that BL mm, show. Mm -hmm. Like, example, Kim Porsche. You guys enjoyed Kim Porsche. I didn't really enjoy it that much. <laughs> and, like, the fandoms were, will easily jump on me for not enjoying it because, God forbid, us being different, right? <laughs> yeah. And that's, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think, like, the thing with fandom is that, like, there's a lot of e excitement around, like, when you are so long in this, like, engaged in a space where, like, everyone enjoys this thing actively, and then, like, you step outside of the space and see people expressing negative opinions about it, and, like, a lot of the times they're, like, those negative opinions are valid. Like, like you said, like, people don't have to enjoy the same thing, but I think, like, when you're in that bubble of people all who do all enjoy the same thing for so long and then like someone brings in something from someone who didn't enjoy it or you step outside and see like a comment that like rubs you the wrong way for some reason I think the, it's like so visceral compared to the sameness of the community that you're used to that it like ignites something in you and like mm -hmm. like you said like 
it's fine. Like sometimes those reactionary thoughts just happen, but the difference is like, okay, you can have that thought and think on it and then like move on from it versus (laughs) feeling the need to like come at someone for having that thought. So it's like, yeah, like I've had times where like someone has been like unnecessarily negative or said something about a show that I enjoyed that I was like, I don't love hearing that. But at the same time, it's like, you think on it, you have your little feelings about it. And then you let them go about their day and you go about your day. And like, you don't have to like, say something to someone like that's the biggest thing like you don't have to say something like you can just have internal thoughts but I think like when you're on social media like people think you can't just have thoughts internally you have to put them all out there because that's what it encourages my mom always told us that if you don't have anything nice to say don't don't say anything literally literally they would say that in the school morning announcements every day yeah. and it stuck with me yeah and I'm like mean, why it's... can't more people follow that yeah i mean i don't mind people having an opinion for themselves like if yeah. i go like right. if, if alexa goes out and says yeah i really did not enjoy what show did you not enjoy tell me on the spot <laughs> check out i don't know yeah okay so <laughs> tweets out i didn't enjoy checkout and oh god i didn't enjoy it either this but is all hypothetical if, I if pixie was the biggest checkout fan in the I world did disagree with her it doesn't mean that i need to tell her that yeah right I'm, literally I'm, or i can't even tell him to say that oh you did yeah i like i enjoyed it mm-hmm. but it's the difference in like me going at her and just like you're a idiot enjoying. what's wrong with you do you have no class <laughs> it's the the difference is in like the tone because mm-hmm. a lot of people when you say that you like a show and they didn't like it they'll be like "Ooh, why did you like that show so i get that mm-hmm. all the time with cutie pie which caused me to never speak about cutie pie ever mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's just yeah. like yeah yeah i get it yeah (laughs) Yeah. it's it's really sad because like talking about what you like and don't like about things it's not just like it's just a discussion it's fun in its own right it's not it shouldn't become an attack and that's what fandom wars are it's called a war because you're attacking you're not like having a like discussion conversation yeah there's no like discussion or real Mm. One of our like iconic examples are Twilight, and my experience with Team Jacob and <laughs> Team Edward. Team Couldn't Edward, team. Don't at me, okay? <laughs> Was like at my time, like we were just having fun with that. I wasn't a part mm. of like any wars on the teams. Like we were just like, haha, you're like Team Edward, and <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But I I guess there was stuff online. I don't know. (laughs) Oh, yeah. There is a lot of online beef about it. Like, people, like... Did they read the book? Because we knew who won, right? It's not like... Yeah, and like... It wasn't (laughs) going to change (laughs) yet. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, I think that's, you know, like, it's fine to, like, not root for the, like, main character or whatever. Like, even if you know how the ending is, you know... Yeah. That second lead syndrome is always a thing. That's what is for. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, but no, I think because Twilight started really getting big around the same time that a lot of like these social networks like Twitter and Facebook, like the 2009, 8, 10, that kind of era, when those were also starting to really crop up, I feel like that's like one of the first examples I can think of where like there was a lot of online beef around them because like social networks were like starting to gain popularity and people were starting to find them as like fandom spaces. And like, I was not like a super Twilight person, but like I had a lot of friends who were and who would like go to the premieres and like that at midnight and you know, I'll wear the t-shirts and stuff like that. And like, before that, yeah, that kind of stuff. (laughs) I didn't do any of that for Twilight, although I've done that for other (laughs) fandoms. So like, I've been there. But, you know, like, you just hear their stories and, like, I don't, like, fighting, like, people arguing in the lines and stuff like that. And it's just, like, it's just, like, wild to think that it happens. But, yeah. I mean, I didn't see any of that stuff happening in the, mm-hmm. like, the Norwegian launch of it. I don't know. It might have, like, I just didn't notice because I was so excited <laughs> for myself and <laughs> with my friends that I didn't see, like, them arguing. But, yeah, I don't know. It's weird how you mm, can... Yeah, I remember, like, the fighting that I saw about Team Jacob and Edward was in school. Like, I didn't see mm-hmm. any online. <laughs> it was, like, people... But I don't think it was ever really serious. Yeah, Where people were my, at each other's like, necks. That was <laughs> my view of it as well. Like, it wasn't that serious. But the fights they have now with, like, the K-pop fandoms and, and BL, it's insane. Mm. Yeah. So typically for the BL realm, most of the fandom wars are because of shipping. Like it's the pair you ship, which just like a sidebar here, I don't really understand why, because I can understand K-pop groups because they're a group. They're going to stay a group. They're like, unless they're splitting up, but usually they don't like it's a music group, right? But these are actors who act in a lot of different things. So the possibility of a ship sticking together for a long time is really, really low. Yeah. And that's why I think it, it comes back to the way the industry is set up. And there's mm-hmm. kind of a question on this later in the in our like run sheet. But like the benefits of like encouraging people to get attached to these ships and how that works in a way that helps the industry and pushes people to buy things and interact with things. So like, I don't think it's all like, I mean, we've talked a lot about before about how like a lot of BL shipping culture comes from the industry and the production companies pushing it and Mm. wanting there to be like that shipping culture because it's beneficial Mm. for them. And like, in a way, I think like, the shipping wars are too. Like the example I can think of, which was like really, really weird example was from Gen Y. And I don't know if either of you followed that show. Yeah. But I followed it until it got stupid. No. So it was Bass. I don't even remember who the other actors are. I think one of them is big and I can't remember the other guy's name, but Uh, like there was this whole push at the end of season one about like who Bass's character would end up with in season two. Dune, thank you. Dune or Dunn. Yeah, so it was Bass was in the middle and then like Mm -hmm. there was 
Dune slash Dun, I don't know how to pronounce it, and then Big. And like yeah, Bass and Big was playing the character that got He was, was the playing. main yeah, so he was like, played okay, it paired was a as different show, but it was basically a two yeah, like, yeah. So was he was like the equivalent of the main character's love interest in the show, but like mm-hmm. Bass and Dune had been like a had ship in chemistry. real life. Yeah, yeah. Like Star Hunter had chemistry. been pushing. Yeah, Star Hunter had been pushing them a lot in real life. So mm-hmm. when the first season ended, they basically put out this poll tied wow. into an advertisement that like you could choose who he ended up with in the second season based on how many uh, wild. yeah based on how many like n- number of this product that you bought and so like that's like an example i think of where like the ship wars kind of like benefit like the product that they were advertising and also the show because like they convinced like obviously dune and bass won like that mm-hmm. ship in the show won because they were the mm-hmm. ones that had been promoted as a ship in real life yeah. but then like you know by using that rivalry of like, oh, well, we could make him end up with Big because that's who he's supposed to end up with in the show. Like, yeah. they kind of push the fans to buy the product and vote yeah. for him to end up with the person who he wanted. they wanted him to end up with. So, yeah. like, it is beneficial to them in some mm-hmm. formats when they use it like that. But it's, we've talked about this on episodes before, like, the whole way that Thailand does their promoting for BLs is mm-hmm. extremely toxic. Mm-hmm. So yeah. toxic just for the fans, for the actors. And you see it even more now with fans ending up like following the actors everywhere, almost causing like accidents and mm-hmm. breaking into places. It's like they're running rampant because the companies aren't setting like a firm line. Yeah. And I think that's why, like, the shipping wars and the fandom wars in BL feel so intense because Mm. the industry and the fandom as a whole, like, encourages a lot of this behavior Mm. that often crosses a lot of lines. So it comes into, like, the shipping aspect as well. Yeah. And I think it's so sad because we're all BL fans. So it would be so much more fun if we were just, like, more, like, united in our joy or like of BL <laughs> instead of arguing which ships mm. are the best like can we just like agree that we like ships and just enjoy them instead of arguing <laughs> the, yeah. the BL fandoms are so split and we should be just BL fandom not shipping fandoms right. we should be one fandom under BL oh <laughs> One nation, instead of like your one nation like, under one God. nation under God. <laughs> I'm triggered all of a sudden. I have to stand up. We are American culture is being forced to pledge your loyalty to the country every morning at the start of school. We need to be more like America. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, no. I Instead mean... of one nation under God, it's one fandom under BL. <laughs> With liberty and justice for all. America should, like, take up that instead. Like, BL. it would be a better country. <laughs> Pledge allegiance to BL every morning. <laughs> that would be... like that. Uh, no, Okay, we're not getting into America right now. <laughs> <laughs> Heather says we should merch one fandom under BL. <laughs> oh, that's a great idea. Let us know if you would buy 
that merch and maybe we'll make it happen. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, so all of like these fandom wars are very exasperated by current internet culture, like mm-hmm. Twitter, like we mentioned. I think yeah. like TikTok is one as well. Oh, TikTok comments mm-hmm. are wild. I just yeah. like don't even read them anymore because like, and it's not even just like in the fandom, but like TikTok comments are scary. Like mm-hmm. people are scary in the comment sections mm-hmm. on TikTok. I think like the most positive place I've experienced is like IG comments. Like we mm-hmm. surprisingly enough haven't had a lot of hate on our IG like reels and stuff like that like our top five bls list like 98 percent of the comments are really nice or just people expressing what they like but Mm -hmm. they're not like right out attacking because of who we put in our top five yeah selling a little or a lot Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. 
98% of the time. Like, it's not perfect, but... <laughs> 98% is about as good as you can get on social media, I feel like, so... Yeah. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so type of wars. There are a couple of different wars that you see. So one of them is fandom wars between shows. And we have Kayla for some tasty tea on this one. <laughs> okay, so I was informed that Firth and Kaltung fans and Earth and Mix fans do not like each other. This, like, so, I literally had no idea this was a thing. I did not know about this. <laughs> okay, so I got the intel for you guys. <laughs> You know, back when we did our Earthmix deep dive and we mentioned mm-hmm. how Earthmix doesn't seem to get like any promotion from GMMTV. Right. Like we were even trying to think like when is the last time we saw a post about mm-hmm. one of their fan meets or something and there's like nothing. Yeah. So I think that's where it stems from. And then the adverse is that First and Kaltung have been getting, oh, a since lot. the eclipse, they were getting a ton of promotion. Mm-hmm. Like... Mm-hmm. fan meets events even their merch like selling out so fast and yeah. so it caused this like rift of jealousy between them wow. even though i think they're pretty like different ships with like mm. different yeah. audiences but still Very. there's like been some kind of competition and yeah. i guess this was all exacerbated when one of the screenwriters or directors, I can't remember which one, oh, they were tweeting about First and Kaltung because they're like working with them on a show or something. And then the Earth Mix fans came in and were like, why do you only tweet about First and Kaltung? You also are working with Earth and Mix on this other thing, too. So that person uh, got dragged into it when really it's like a problem with GMMTV neglecting yeah, Earthmix. Why are they because, arguing in between them? It's not their fault. Right. Because like I understand where they're coming from because it really is mm-hmm. unfair how Earthmix yeah. have been treated. Like even like having their stuff put on Disney Hotstar. Yeah. Instead of like bullshit. YouTube. So they have been, I think, neglected in some way, but it's not first and count It's a case of that misdirected (laughs) anger that you mentioned earlier. Like, GMMTV is obviously making choices that they think are beneficial monetarily to them at this moment. But, like, the artists don't have any control over how many opportunities they're given, how many sponsorship events they go to how many fan meets they go to like you know like the company dictates that so and even like the directors and producers and people Mm -hmm. behind the screen don't have really much say in who they're I mean well we've seen some people have had say in who they want to work with but like at the end of the day like the person making the big decisions is that's the company no matter Mm -hmm. what but i I do think like because gmmt is known for being so tight-lipped i think people don't know where to direct their anger they don't address things so yeah so it's like you're yelling into a void Mm -hmm. if you're trying to tell them to like do something so i think the fans of earth makes sort of directed their anger from GMMTV to First and Kowtong when they yeah. were starting to get their popularity. So they yeah. had like a 
place to get a reaction because that's like you want attention when you're doing that. So that's mainly what they wanted attention. So, but still, it's wrong. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that kind of stems into like the bigger, like overarching shows as well, like not just promotions for the ship, which kind of ties it back into fandom wars between shows. Cause I think, I know like we've talked a lot before about like, not me airing right on the back end of Bad Buddy and how, like, mm-hmm. the promotional difference between the two shows was very stark and how, like, people started taking that out on Om and Nanan and saying, like, well, oh, Not Me is better than Bad Buddy, so why aren't more people watching Not Me compared to Bad Buddy when the promotional aspect is, once again, tied back to GMM TV as opposed yeah. to the quality of the show or the quality of the actors in the show. Completely off or not. Yeah. I like it. So, yeah, I think a lot of the times it's like you have, like, the upset is justified, but it's just, like, Mm -hmm. not being directed at the people who are actually responsible for the issues. I mean, for that show, I Mm -hmm. think that, like, if you see it from, like, a business point of view, I think they expected Afghan to kind of carry the promotion themselves just mm. by being Afghan, because they mm. already have like a huge fan base and stuff. So they just mm. expected people to know Tune in. and yeah. didn't have to like use a lot of money on promotion. So yeah, it's not good. Like GMM TV is not always that great at what they do. <laughs> I think they are learning to some extent, but don't expect them to acknowledge anything because that's not happening. And we all know that. <laughs> But I think it's no. healthy to call them out when they're doing something shitty. But there's also a way to do it. And going to war is not it. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. But yeah, we do love GMMTV for giving us interviews. <laughs> <laughs> we love the artists under GMMTV. And like we'll yeah. obviously continue to support the artists. And I think that they do put out a lot of good shows. Like... Mm-hmm. I'm eating up their content right now, so... Mm -hmm. I mean, I wouldn't be this openly critical if it wasn't some... Like, I wasn't enjoying what they're putting out. I think, like, when you are liking something, you can critique it without it being, like, full-on attack or something exactly. Because we we care about the people who are in GMMTV and the mm-hmm. artists who are in GMMTV. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a lot of that's where it stems from, you yeah. know, just like concern for the artists. And I will say, the like, the people we've talked to behind the scenes have been really nice and really mm-hmm. good, and, and it's been, like, a good relationship so yeah. far. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not all bad. Like, it's a big company, so good and bad sides. Yeah. So another type of war is ship wars within the same production. <sighs> This is where that second lead syndrome comes in. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of beef over, like, screen time happens, which, Mm -hmm. like, for me, like, the expectation is that, like, the main ship is going to get more screen time. Especially if, like, I get it. If you're not enjoying, like, the main couple in a series, like, you're going to want to see more of the couples that you're actually enjoying. But, like, I also think that, like, the main couple is going to get more screen time. Now there have been some examples where it's just been like extreme, like, you know, people have gotten like two minutes of screen time when they were promoted as potentially like being a much bigger part of the show. But, you know, I think a lot of that, like, well, 
this is the better couple, so they deserve more screen time. It's very subjective. And, like, obviously, yeah. you're if you care about the second couple more, you're going to want to see more of them as opposed to the main couple. But mm-hmm. I just think from, like, a production standpoint of a television show, like, you just have to learn to expect that, like, the main couple in the series is going to get the majority of the screen time, mm-hmm. whether you care for them or not. At least in dramas that are fully pre-produced, because there have been yeah. examples of, like, k-dramas because they're often like shot as the show is airing where they've like gone and like changed the script around because people have hated certain characters so much but that doesn't most of the time bls are pre-produced and so like we're not really going to see those type of changes or edits happening Mm -hmm. and so like i think it's just kind of like the struggle of second lead syndrome like if you're falling for the second lead you're gonna you're gonna be yeah. I mean, stuck with them that's not why getting we have fan fictions guys exactly Just go read our fan fix it <laughs> your fix it one. fix <laughs> <laughs> i think like it's fine how they do bls that they do like the main couple gets the most screen time the secondary even though you kind of like Ram King obviously want to see more of them <laughs> than the other ones, <laughs> but yeah. it's fine to do it like they do it. I think we saw with the Love in the Air how they did it there, and I did not like how they like mm. parted it into two series. It wasn't one show; it was two shows mm-hmm. put into one, and it felt so. I don't know. It didn't feel. It didn't feel cohesive. And yeah. I think a lot of the issues I had with the second storyline would have gotten a little more, I don't know, soften it a little bit if mm-hmm. it was mixed into the first storyline. Yeah. I remember like when I first realized that with Love in the Air, they were going to focus the first half completely on Paiyu and Rain and the second half completely on Sky and Propai. Mm-hmm. Like, I was honestly kind of into it but at the same time when I went into the show I thought that I was gonna be like way more into the Sky and Propai couple that I ended up being but I think like the downfall of splitting it like that is that you spend the first entire half of the series getting people only attached to one pairing and then you completely shut almost completely shut that pairing off and then spend the whole back half on a completely separate pairing so I think that's like the intermingling of pairings throughout the episodes does more to kind of get you attached to all of the characters versus like there are people who didn't watch the first half of the series because they Mm -hmm. only wanted to see Sky and Propai and then Mm -hmm. there are people who only watched the first half because they didn't want to see Sky and Propai in the second half so it's like I think that's where the benefit of like weaving the stories together Mm -hmm. and having a more cohesive show where everything's tied together comes in it was interesting to see it split up like that because i can't really think of other bls where that's been done before i I mean you have things like war of why where like each section is its own contained story but i think that feels a little bit different compared to what they did with love in the air and even that is more Mm -hmm. like tied together than love in the year was (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah I didn't like it at all. Like, okay, they tried something new, but I think they, it could have been so much better if they actually tied it in together. It mm-hmm. would have at least forced me to watch the Prepies guys live. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the, yeah. Well, we're not talking about that show now. <laughs> yeah. 
So another type of war is ship wars with same actors, different pairings. This is um, the big one in BL because no one wants to see their half of their ship act with someone else. And mm-hmm. I feel like this is the and it where a, a lot. lot of yeah. I think it's been mm-hmm. a lot more normalized lately. Like mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw that post that was going around on Twitter about Mark from GMM TV, how he's acting with like four different people in different yeah. shows this year. That's <laughs> but true. it was funny because they specifically used the term like Mark is getting passed around and then he saw the tweet and quote tweeted it. <laughs> so like Oh my god. Just like they used the wording in the tweet was like and the fact that he saw it was hilarious. Um, but that's what I'm like, saying, like they will see everything. <laughs> literally. But like <laughs> I think, like, we've seen more examples, particularly within companies like GMMTV, of them mixing up the ships. And it has had varying degrees of success and acceptance among fans. But I do think it's becoming somewhat more normalized than it has in past years of the BL fandom. But I do think this is always going to be, like, one of the main places where ship fandom wars and BL stem from is this your actor moving on to act with someone else type situation like I'm like sitting here and just like thinking is it healthy to be shipping two actors who are never going to play together again I mean I think like C and Saint they still have an active fandom Mm -hmm. is that a healthy thing it's not happening ever Mm. We know that, and yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's like this aspect of, like, enjoying the show that they had and the ship time. I don't really know a word for that that they had together. But, like, you can do that without, like, harassing them to act together again. Which, not to say that Z and Saint fans, like, I'm not calling them out specifically for have doing that, done that. But I think that is, like, there are fandoms out there where like they can't let go of that past ship so they Mm -hmm. carry it into the actor's next work so i think like you can have this aspect of i really love this ship and it's important Mm -hmm. to me and i enjoyed the time that they were together as a ship but like not go against like where they Mm -hmm. currently are as an actor if that makes sense yeah yeah and we did have some like very mm-hmm. obvious examples of this happening. You have Perth, Talay, and Yoon. I think that was probably one of the examples where it resolved the best because yeah. Perth, Talay, and Yoon are like Friends. very chill people. So like <laughs> the fandom was like not having a great time with it, and then they just started posting vlogs of the three of them like building Gundam together, and everyone chilled out. And, yeah. like, because they were so, like, they're all friends in real life and, like, they kind of mm. push that aspect, I think it helped ease the fandom minds a lot. And then, like, Yoon went on to act with... Ton? I'm forgetting his Thank you. Thank you. I'm forgetting everyone's name today. Ton. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, it went smoothly because, like, the Perth, Talay, and Yoon situation had been resolved kind of smoothly. Like, his fans could accept him moving on to another ship a bit yeah. easier after that. I do think it has something to do with, like, I think most of the people, like, shipping Perth and Talay shipped Ram King and not, oh, yeah. not Perth and Talay mm-hmm. because, like, Perth has been very open about, like, who he is. And 
they've never done like fan service the ship stuff. culture yeah yeah and they've talked about mm-hmm. that a lot that like yeah. that was kind of something they agreed on when my engineer promotion first started that they wouldn't really do a lot of fan service yeah. and so i think because That's both fine. of them have always been very chill about it like mm-hmm. It was hard. For, they've curated fandoms that, like, don't get super, super up in arms about things. It obviously mm-hmm. has happened. But, you know, who they are as people and the way they approach their ship in the past. And even with, like, the Yunnan Talay ship, I think because of the type of project that Why Destiny was, like, it didn't mm-hmm. really create a lot of fan service moments yeah. for people to kind of latch onto. So it made, like, the whole I made- transition... You honestly chemistry with anyone is <laughs> like it's a fine. cucumber can have more chemistry with a person than you. <laughs> no offense. <laughs> okay. Other okay, than that, but... like one of the more, <laughs> more extreme, moving on. <laughs> one of the more extreme <laughs> extreme cases was uh. Cooer, cow, and up. Mm. Especially, there was like this promotion thing happening. They had a poster because Lovely Writer was just around the corner. Cow and up were pictured beside each other. Cooer was also going to be there, so his picture was on the other side of the poster, not beside cow. And some fans rioted. Like, to yeah. the point that the people I think it was... organizing it changed the poster and i think didn't i don't know if this is a different event but there was i think up eventually pulled out of the event like mm-hmm. it ended up mm-hmm. being like because lovely writer had an air jet like yeah. up was the one who ended up like not attending the event because like the even i guess after changing the poster oh, the like, fandom outrage. was still very upset about it yeah outrage. it was crazy yeah. I remember we talked about that during one of our lovely writer episodes too, I think. But yeah, that's like one of the examples of like, it really shows like the consequences of like an artist having to pull out of an event that they were planned to go yeah, to and because... how I mean, Powell and Kurt hadn't had like a show together in a long time. It had been like two years or at least yeah. a year and a half or something since Until We Meet Again. And True. they were barely um, in Until We Meet Again, if we're gonna be honest. <laughs> Yeah, no, that one, that one surprised me. I was taken aback about, about the like the pure wrath yeah. that went into something so small. Yeah, they're not dating. Okay. Yeah, I mean it's funny because like Kuhart and Cow still hang out a lot, and like they've yeah. been at a lot of because Between Us Promotions brought mm-hmm. in a lot of the old Until We Meet Again cast that like they're. Yep premieres and stuff like that so we've seen mm-hmm. a lot of like kuhart and earth lately and i just think it's so funny when like these people are clearly still friends like they still mm-hmm. hang out together and they still yeah. like spend time together despite being in another active ship because cow up and santa earth are both happening now but like at the time people were like so upset about it and it's just like they're just like we're chilling <laughs> we're still friends guys <laughs> yeah <laughs> And then you have like the Gavin first versus first cow tongue versus Gavin pod, pod versus pod cow tongue debacle. The whole Not square. Cool like <laughs> I find that so hilarious. These boys have like interchangeably 
been with each other in a show. And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and now we have Gawain and Crist, and Pod mm-hmm. is just out fishing all the time. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And Kao Yeah. Well, you, you know, I feel like that. I can't remember what's it. What's it called again? The new one? Only or? Friends. Only Friends. Yeah. I feel like that is mm. just like like a depiction of all like the messy, interchangeable actors in BL shows for GMTV. <laughs> it's just like a physical <laughs> manifestation of how GMTV have just been tossing around these boys in different shows trying to work out the chemistry. <laughs> and they're like, now we're going to make it fictional and make everyone have sex with everyone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's Sounds gonna good. be it's gonna be a lot. I'm but people so seem excited for it, show. which is I'm so excited. Yeah. Excited. I, I think part it. of it is because like I think the end games are pretty clear, like Force and yeah. Book and Kowtung and First and mm-hmm. Mark and Neo, which is Ooh. the new one. Imagine but if they didn't do that. Imagine that would be if wild. they put the couples all like oh, If that happens, I will be really I will be really interested to see how the fans react if they end up with like. We need to make a case hmm. study. Write <laughs> 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 an academic paper on it. <laughs> oh, that would be hilarious. Okay. <laughs> no, that's like a train wreck. I would like sit back and watch. <laughs> I just like nice. It could be like yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's entertainment. <laughs> this is entertainment. <laughs> True, true. So <laughs> there's also the single stance in BL space. So that's more like uh, this example we thought about was like the whole debacle with Mike and Top Tap because there was a fallout. Not that it was a public fallout or anything. Mike just stopped following Top Tap on Instagram IG. or something. Yeah. Yeah. And the fans picked up on it and started bothering top tap about it and he's just like i don't know (laughs) so it was a huge deal that started from nothing (laughs) yeah and we talked about it before yeah it turned into a lot of like who was to blame for the fight situation and i think that's an example of where you see a lot of solo stands of a particular actor coming Mm -hmm. out to like defend their fave or i've seen a lot of it recently with Gawain, now that he's acting mm. with Christ, a yeah. lot of fans of Gawain have been very vocal about like not necessarily being happy about the pairing mm. or the show type thing. So I think it's like in situations like that where you see more like solo stands of an actor, particularly if they're not like Gawain isn't tied down to a ship at the moment or mm-hmm. wasn't before yeah. this uh, You Are My Favorite started filming. So mm-hmm. he really didn't have like a lot of shipper stands, I guess behind him but like with Mike and Top Tap like until their fight they were like an active ship yeah. that people knew of so it was interesting we're to see like to be in a show as a mm-hmm. main couple mm-hmm. and then this so happened. yeah it was interesting to see how like the fans of the ship kind of like fell out to being like fans of the individual actors and where they kind mm-hmm. of took the line on that so mm-hmm. yeah I wonder if like the whole public debacle the fans made was what like sort of ostracized both Mike and Top Tap from having BL roles but the company just like okay we can't put you in anything because you're too 
problematic right now with fans mm. going crazy. Yeah, I don't mm. doubt that the public, the the level that that fight too got to impacted their work. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't necessarily know. Like, I know there was speculation that it wasn't really supposed to be Mike and Top Tap and You Are My mm-hmm. Favorite, which then became Mike and Chris, and now it's Chris and yeah, Someone said it was supposed to be Chris and Cinto, but because Cinto is... Oh, right, 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 right. And then Mike and Top Tap were going to... But Mike and Top Tap, too. Mm-hmm. So. So. But Mike was supposed to do it with Chris, so I wonder mm-hmm. if this whole thing made Mike withdraw from it or the company made him withdraw from it because of the whole I think yeah. because Top Taps fans probably would have been very vocal about Mike being in the show because they perceive Mike to have done something wrong and vice versa mm. so whatever shows they did after that would have been really tainted by that which is why I'm just like, these fandom wars are really bad for the actors. Even if you're like trying to defend someone, you create like this really bad image for them. And yeah. it can impact their yeah. acting careers. I mean, I stand by my my belief that the reason that GMMTV never promoted He's Coming to Me like at all was because mm-hmm. they were afraid of the... Beaver reaction fans. that the Chris and Singto fans would have from seeing Singto in another ship. And obviously since mm-hmm. then, Singto has acted with like a, a whole lot. bunch of different people. But because mm-hmm. that was his first BL project after Sodas, mm-hmm. I genuinely believe that was the reason that they did like zero promotion for that show, did not sub it at all originally, and like yeah. just like let it fly completely under the radar. Yeah. And I mean, that was an like time where their BL shows wasn't as popular as they are. Yeah, we got like a couple of years still at that point, you know, so. The international presence for the company and stuff have have gotten them to a whole different level. So I think that's why you can have like this only friends thing now Mm. is because of the height. And I think the controversies around the fandom wars actually give them more views. Not definitely then it yeah. would have hate watching is a thing definitely. which like i people hate hate watching i will watch something i hate so i can bitch about it <laughs> right because you need to know the context to be able to, to be bitch, able to about, bitch about, it. about it <laughs> it's true yeah so do you think fandom wars help production companies make money yes yeah, yeah, I absolutely think they yeah. do. I do think it depends on the company as well. I mm-hmm. think the company needs to be able to fend the storm. Yeah. And big companies like GMMTV has that. But if it was like a small indie company or whatever, I don't think that would be good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. But in general, I think they drive people to be more vocal about supporting the ship that they favor and thus driving money in that direction mm-hmm. and while other fans are supporting the ship that they favor and thus driving money in that direction and in the end it all comes back to the company getting you know, money I'm thriving off of the, the competition of this show stream mm-hmm. it a lot of times just to mm-hmm. beat that other show exactly or whatever. yeah yeah they use yeah, it in I... k-pop all the time too mm-hmm. 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 yeah yeah do you have anything Kayla? 
Oh, I was going to say that even I see that even with like trending hashtags that are mm-hmm. negative. Like the fact that there's a hashtag trending is still considered a good thing, even if it's yeah. against <laughs> yeah. the That's production, true. whatever. Clout is clout. That's what people <laughs> say. Clout is clout. Promo is promo. Mm-hmm. So why do you think people engage in fandom wars? We kind of answered this earlier as well. Yeah. I think people just are very passionate and mm-hmm. misdirect that passion down the avenues that it shouldn't really be directed in. Whether you're passionate about wanting better for your fave or just passionate about really enjoying something that, you know, is very special to you. I think when you see things that kind of interrupt that, you misdirect that passion into mm-hmm. avenues that it shouldn't be going down. So I think a lot of it just comes from like being very, very passionate about whatever your thing may be. Yeah. Do you think like people just want to be a part of something at times? Like I think so. There's a lot. There's like a hive mentality. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if everyone in your fandom is like rallying against this other fandom or trending this hashtag, exactly. You want to be out on the battlefield. (laughs) <laughs> the front it's lines. It's like the like American the army lines. mentality. It, it literally, like, literally, it's called ship. It's ship wars for. A, it's called a war for a reason. Like the yeah. the analogy to war. Who did we have? I think it was maybe Ari that we kind of had that conversation with. That like the analogy to it being a war is like legit because they'd be yeah. fighting on the front lines like virtually, <laughs> but they are doing it. They are, even if someone like no one asked them to. <laughs> quite the opposite (laughs) yeah I don't really like for me fandom wars there's no point in doing it there's as fans like I see the company's standpoint on it as fans I don't see any point in it Mm. it's not doing anything good like zero good it often like doesn't benefit the actor or the ship, or the show, the way people might expect it to. So I think, you know... Yeah, the... and it doesn't benefit you as a person to yeah. sit there and get angry, and no. just, like, just keep getting angrier Stew and in that rage, yeah. Just, like, like what he said, like, hole. it takes the enjoyment out of something that you were originally into because it brought you joy. But if you're just spending all your time arguing on Twitter.com or wherever you may be, like... Are you still enjoying it at that point? I don't, I mean, I guess it depends on the individual, but for me, like, that is not enjoyable to me, you know, as a fan. I don't know. Do you think fandom wars and ship wars will ever go away? No. 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 (laughs) Because, I mean, they've been around, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, Kayla. They, like Alexa was saying, they've been around literally before the internet. And with the internet, it's like you are bound to have people fighting when you have so mm-hmm. many different people from different cultures, different walks of life who all have different perspectives on something and have like yeah. their own personal reasons why they like a show or a person. Like people are always going to be fighting. So yeah, I don't see that ending ever. <laughs> for as long as the world goes on as long as we have fandoms there will be fandom wars yeah but like we said in the beginning like you can curate your own experience by basically blocking out the wars happening around you 
Block out the stuff that doesn't bring you joy. And just focus on the stuff that does. Yeah. So, basically, even though we all enjoy BL, people tend to get very defensive and angry when someone express they don't like a show or if they like a show with very targeted anger and we should all just unite in our love for BL instead of fighting over which shows is the best one that's like the general advice as you said earlier one fandom under BL one fandom fandom under BL (laughs) Mm-hmm. It's <laughs> we love it. I love that. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's giving me like the Woodstock hippie <laughs> vibe, which I I'm really into. I'm really about the like all love, mm-hmm. one love thing. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, like even us, we're bound to get angry about things. Yeah, and then go and tweet about it, post about it. And I think that, like, generally, (laughs) yeah, generally, like, complaining about something that we don't like in a show or, like, something that's happening to an actor that we don't Mm -hmm. like, that's one thing. Because a lot of the time, as we said, it comes back to the source, which is Mm -hmm. the company and how Mm -hmm. they're promoting. So, like, there really is no point to fight others (laughs) about it. There really isn't. Because, yeah, it just, it almost also, like, the message of it gets buried to, like, what you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So, yep. Yep. That is all the wisdom we can bestow <laughs> onto you. Our love cast wisdom. <laughs> What's that wise? <laughs> <laughs> so, this is it for our episode this week we'd love to hear your take on fandom wars let us know in the comments on or on our social media once again just a reminder we are fundraising for our thailand trip so make sure you go check out our kickstarter we also will do live streams on youtube where you can donate we have coffee patreon merch many avenues of Mm -hmm. donation even just merch um, yeah, merch. And um, even just like a donation to our PayPal works. Mm-hmm. So thank you for to everyone who has donated. Thank you to everyone who will donate. And we are super excited for it to happen. Yes. 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 So thank you for listening this week. And we will see you again next week. Bye. Bye-bye. No, I okay. can't go to Australia. I'm too deathly afraid. <laughs> oh, it's fine. It's <laughs> no, fine. No, no. Everything wants to kill uh, you. I am, I'm still here. I'm still here. And I grew I up climbing trees and swimming in creeks. And- <laughs> yeah. Hey. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 